Welcome to the Legacy Leaders Podcast. Are you doing the best for your client to help them create their legacy? Are you creating a plan that goes far beyond finances to help people ensure that it becomes the driving force behind all decisions? On this podcast, hosts Katie Beth Hand and Stan Miller will help you with growing your practice and your client's peace of mind. Together, they bring the best and brightest minds to share with you how to help your clients develop their best legacy. And now, here are your hosts, Katie Beth and Stan. Welcome to the Legacy Leaders with your guest host, Diane Robinson. I'm an investment advisor with IP Financial Advisory Services, LLC. And with me today is my guest, Karen Eichmann of Eichmann Law, PLLC. (laughs) So, Karen, welcome. And tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Thank you, Diane. Well, I uh, decided to go to law school when I was in my 40s because I enjoyed dealing with lawyers where the the uh, mushroom farm that I worked at, which was a huge mushroom farm compared to most other farms. It was one of the largest in the country. And I was fascinated by the work that they did. So I decided I wouldn't go to law school. So I went to law school at night, became a lawyer. After I became a lawyer, I stayed with them for another 10 years total of almost 28 years with them. In 2012, I left there to pursue my own business. And I'm one of the few, I believe one of the few in the country who is very well versed in agricultural labor and employment law. But that doesn't necessarily pay all the bills. So I decided I wanted to expand. And as I was looking around for different bills, at the same time, my mom started having issues. And years before in law school, I had asked her to go to get to an attorney in Florida where she lived to talk about a trust because at the time it was a tax situation that I was thinking about for her, my, my sister and myself. So she went off, she did that. And then lo and behold, she came down with Alzheimer's several years later and I became the trustee of her trust and everything she had, she had properly funded this trust and everything was so smooth and I was just wondering what do people do who don't have their documents in place? How do they manage? And so I thought I would let me pursue this. And I took a couple of courses with some specialists in estate planning so that I could uh, offer estate planning to people in my area, which I've done. And it's been fabulous. I, I love working with the people. It's completely different from employment law. But at the same time, it's so very, very rewarding. I get to do, I get to help people put their lives in order and have them give them peace of mind. That's fantastic. I think that should be everybody's attitude that's working with, you know, older people. You want to make sure that they're taken care of and you do the right thing for them. So you haven't bragged about anything, Karen, so let me brag for you. You've been voted top lawyer several times, so congratulations on that. Um, I was going to ask you about the mushroom farm because I see you're on there, but you already answered that question. So are you still involved in that now with the mushroom farm? Not the big conglomerate. They have they have since been sold, and um, they've got many many partners mm-hmm. throughout the country. But I do work with a number of mushroom farms in Chester County and Berks County, Pennsylvania, and it's um, they have a unique set of uh, requirements that they have to follow that most people who deal with human resources and even employment law lawyers don't understand these things. I see from your website that you are involved in quite a a lot of community activities. Do you find that that helps you be a a better attorney when you're talking to people or it's just something you like to do? 
You know, I I originally got started with Rotary and thinking that it would be a good networking opportunity for me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I stayed in Rotary because of the people and what we do to serve the community and how we raise funds and how we help people. So I'm going to say no, it doesn't really help me be a better lawyer, but I do think it helps me be a better person. Okay, well, that's even better. So you've already told us why you went to law school. So why did you pick estate planning? Other than your mother, was there other reasons? Well, I really enjoyed it when I was when I was in law school, and I took several courses on estate planning. And definitely, when my mom had her issues, and I also have uh, my grandchildren, my my family, they don't live around me, and I wonder what's ever going to happen to my grandchildren or something happens to their parents. So estate planning is so much more than just a will. And I think people just, they really don't understand that. And it's taking care of the family. It's making sure that the children are raised by those that you would want to raise your children, not those that you would not want to raise your children. And if you don't have something in place, a judge is going to decide that. So that was kind of scary to me. Who might get custody of my grandchildren? So, uh, yeah. you know, and this is what I purvey it to, to the people that I'm talking to. You know, you need to you need to take care of who is going to be taking care of your children. It's so important. Yeah. And I, I've found that a lot of people don't even think of that. You know, that that's a good reason to have a will, that it's important that you decide who's going to take care of your children or grandchildren. I know I wouldn't want the court making that decision for me. But right. So, so it's, you know, it's important to remember that. So. What does estate planning mean to you? Estate planning is what happens to yourself, your finances, your health care, your funeral arrangements, if you become incapacitated, and when you die. We're all living so much longer these days. Uh, it's not un- unheard of to be living into your 90s or, and further. And most a lot of times when you're getting that old, especially somebody like me who doesn't have family around, where am I going? I'm going to end up probably in a home unless one of my kids takes me to wherever they're living at the time, mm-hmm. if I'm so lucky. But, you know, if you've got problems like my mother had, that's not something that we could have handled on our own anyway. So a lot of people are ending up in a home. Who's taking care of all of your things for you? This is the, I think that the powers of attorney are, are almost more important than... The, the wills themselves. And sometimes a trust is an excellent vehicle. It's an excellent way to pass on one's assets to their children or other heirs and pr- have those assets protected. You can use that money in a revocable trust. You can use money, whatever you have. It's like your little red wagon when you're a kid, you know, you put all your things in it. So that's what the trust is. You put all your things in a little red wagon and you go around, you play with them, you take them out, you put them back. And then when you're no longer here, somebody else is going to pick up the handle and now they can take care of it. So a trust in a nutshell can offer a lot of things. One of them is protection. So we don't know what's going on in the marriages of our children. You know, they're not going to tell us everything. And you don't want your future ex, your child's future ex-spouse to run off with half the money that you left. And if you leave it in a trust to them, they can't. So that's, I mean, it's, it's exploring what it is. What do you want as a person? What do you want to, what do you want to happen with your things? What do you want to happen to you? What do you want to happen to your children? Then we go back and figure out which kinds of things fit in those, which kind of documents you need to make that happen. What do you find is the biggest reason that people put off doing things like that? Getting prepared. I think for, they're scared. Know, yeah. Yeah. People are scared. Um, 
they're scared. They think that as soon as they get their estate plan done, they're going to die. I hear all kinds of things. Uh, but I also hear from younger people, am I, am I old enough to get this? Anybody over the age of 18 should have an estate plan. Because once you're an adult, you have assets, even if it's a, if it's a dime, it's your asset. But again, you go back to those powers of attorney. I think that's probably the most important thing in a lot of cases, especially for the younger, younger, uh, single individuals. So once you get someone in to talk to them, what is their biggest concern then when they're talking to you? Is it their children, their grandchildren? Everybody's different. And that's when people come in to talk to me, I've already had a questionnaire filled out by them. So I have a good idea of what they have and I can tell them what would happen if nothing, if they do nothing and they might like that. If they like that, great. But if they don't like it, what do you want to see happen? And then we can mold it. But everybody's different. There's, I can't say that there's any two sets of people that are coming with the same concerns. So if you have someone who comes in and they want to leave a legacy, uh, but they don't know, you know what organization they want to leave it to, do you help them with that as well? Help them to decide which organization is the best fit for them if they want to leave a legacy or a donation? I've not had anybody not already know who they want to leave a legacy to an organization, a donation. I can absolutely can help them with making sure that that happens. A lot of what we do is what we call legacy planning has to do not so much with leaving with a to an organization, but leaving your memories, your goals, your vision, what you find important in life as a person and leaving those memories for your family. And we can help, we help uh, people with that as well. It's so easy today with the cell phones, you just pick up your cell phone and you hit record and you can, and if you've got a newborn, you can start making a file of, well, today is Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, my little, my little baby. And that can be there for that child if something happens to you. And it can be there for that child if something doesn't happen to you also which it's great all the way around i agree so give an idea of who your ideal client is i'd say since i don't know wouldn't call an ideal client but my favorite client is a young couple with children or they're expecting to have children because they are so new at all of this but they're smart enough to be planning ahead and it's it's very rewarding to work with people who know and understand that they should do something and be able to work with them and make sure that their families are secure and that their children are going to be with people they want them to be with, not maybe your lactose sister in California. I hope she doesn't hear this. <laughs> I don't have an address, so I won't say <laughs> That's okay. She knows I call her that. <laughs> anyway, you might have somebody you don't want, absolutely would not want your children to be raised by, but they look good on paper. That person, the judge is going to look at what's on paper. They don't know these people like you do. And your friend, who is a graduate student, who is the most wonderful person with your children, who you would want to take care of your children, and who said she would do it, doesn't look all that great on paper because she doesn't have a job right now. So who's the judge going to send the kids to? Going to go to well, this, the person that looks good on paper, not necessarily who you want. That's what makes me feel good about doing this with young families being able to make sure that the right person is chosen. So how do you, uh, these young couples find you? There's a lot of on Facebook, word of mouth. Word of mouth is huge. And, you know, sometimes they just find me on 
looking at doing a website, looking for a website and somebody nearby. Although somebody nearby is not necessarily the reason you should be picking an attorney. So I'm assuming that all your clients love you because you do such a great job. So what did they tell the people that they talk to about you so that they know that they need to come to talk to you? They tell them to come see me. (laughs) You need to talk to Karen. You need to talk to Karen. This is who you need to talk to. There's there's a, a few people in a nearby retirement who I worked with one couple and the word has spread through this new community and it is relatively new. So that so many of them have come in to see me because the first one loved me. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I want to brag about it, but they, they that's what they tell people, that they love me. Oh, I allow you to brag. Go ahead and brag. <laughs> I think that I feel I'm more approachable to them than, than what they expect. Um I don't like to be stuffy. I do flat fees so that they can contact me as many times as they need because I don't want them to not call with a question when they don't understand something. I do this for a living. They don't understand every little nuance that's involved. I do. And I want them to pick up a phone or send me an email and let me know if they've got a question. And I've got people who a year or so later are still asking questions. And that's great. They'll come across something when they're doing something. They'll say, well, what about this? And so I, I help them with that. There's never another charge and they don't have to worry about what's, what's it going to cost me to ask this question. So I just won't ask it. So um, what, are, what would you say are some of the, mis- the common misconceptions about estate planning? Trusts are for the wealthy. Estates are big houses with lots of acres. Estates aren't. Estates are anything you own. Let's see. I'm too young. I'm too healthy. Some of the misconceptions, my spouse is going to make sure that my children get, my children from another relationship are going to get something if something happens to me first. Boy, that's a misconception. A good friend of mine from high school, we grew up in the Washington, D.C. area. And her father was a real live rocket scientist for NASA. So he was loaded. He was also on his second or third wife, I forget which. And when he passed, he was doing the right thing. He and his wife, the second or third one, they both had wills and they left everything to each other. People sometimes think they're doing the right thing because they're not talking to a professional that's going to ask some questions like, well, what about these kids that you have from your first marriage? And what happened when he died is she got everything and maybe she told him she would give the kids something, but they never got anything. And that's a shame. That should that kind of thing doesn't need to happen. That's an easy fix. You can make sure the children from the first marriage get something. And everybody gets what they need to take care of each other in the third marriage. So do you have one uh, story to tell about something that went wrong that you remember? You know, that just stood out to you? Something that went wrong. Yeah. I recently had a client who has a uh, estate plan. He had done an estate plan a number of years ago, and he was in a rehab facility after a surgery, and someone came in there and put a, a new power of attorney in front of his face, and he signed it. And they started changing his address, and they contacted his financial planner and wanted information. So fortunately, since I had done his powers of attorney, and I, I got a hold of his agent, and uh, was able to, we were able to put everything in a trust so nobody could get to it before he didn't have a trust. But that was kind of scary. That would be something going wrong because, you know, somebody else is now going to be the power of attorney. But I don't think he had all his uh, faculties when when this was going on either. Yeah, that happens quite often. Most people don't realize that that does happen quite often. So what one thing do you remember that really went right? Maybe it surprised you that it went better than what you expected. I had a client several years ago who she just needed uh, powers of attorney. You might recall I said that if they like what 
how everything's going to work. They may not need anything else. And she did not. She did not need a will. Everything was going to go exactly the way it was going to go, whether it was the state or whether it was through a will. So why spend money on a will? But she did need the powers of attorney for health care and finances. Her daughter came in to see me last summer and she wanted to get her estate plan in order. And her mother had passed recently. And she said, you had... You talked to my mother and you suggested to her that she, when she do her living will, that she make it so that I have to follow what she wrote. I don't have to, I don't, it's not just guidance. So you have two choices. It's either guidance for the uh, agent or it is, they have to do what is written. Her mother had picked, she had to do what was written. She said, that was the best gift my mother ever gave me. And I about cried. And she hugged me. It was just, it, it's a real feel good story for me. I'm not surprised. I mean, you seem like a very, very caring person, and that would be something that you would treasure. I think you would anyway. So what has been your biggest challenge or what is your biggest challenge now? My biggest challenge? I think it's really getting more people to understand how important estate planning is in their lives. I do a lot of presentations, and only about, I'm going to say on the high end, maybe 40% of the population of adults in this country have estate plans in place. That's People don't understand how important it is, maybe because they don't want to. I'm not sure why. I'm not sure how to get through what's the best avenue to get through to people. So that's, that's my big challenge is how do I educate people to know that this is an investment in making a gift for your family. You're making this easier for them. Great. So what do you like best about what you do? Oh, helping people. I like to help people. <laughs> and winning. Winning, okay. Since estate planning is not all I do, I do get to go to court every once in a while and winning. I love it. Oh, I don't blame me. I would too. <laughs> it wants to be on the losing side, you know? Exactly. So is there anything that I have in court? Is there yeah. anything that I haven't asked you that you would like the audience to know about you and your business? Well, you covered quite a bit. I'd just say that um, I wish people would be a little more open-minded about getting their estate plans done and understand that that's, it's not for the wealthy. It's not for the old older folks. It's for anyone over the age of 18. And it's, it's truly a very important thing. You're sending your kids off to college and they get in an automobile accident and you don't have power of attorney to get information or a HIPAA waiver, one or the other. You're not getting information, mom and dad. These are adults. And that's, you know, I don't know how to make people think about that more. Why don't they advice. almost have to live through it? Right. I don't have any advice for you because when my daughter went to college, I made her do it. <laughs> I made her to do a power of attorney. And she's like, why am I doing this? And I took her into our lawyer. And so I had her do the will, the whole bit. And the lawyer's like, why are you here? And my daughter said, she made me do it. <laughs> So I was like, okay, but you know, I knew that if something happened to her, that her dad and I didn't have any power over exactly you know, or anything else. So I'm glad you mentioned that because I think that's very, very important. And I think a lot of parents don't realize that until it's too late. And unfortunately, they really do need to talk to someone like you. And because there's other things they may not think of that you do know and you can bring up and you know bring to their attention. So thank you for bringing that up because I think that is important. Okay, so the last thing is, where can people get in touch with you? Oh, well, I am located in West Grove. I still have an office in Cannon Square, but we're going to be closing that one down. I like the one in the parking is so much better in West Grove. My phone number is 484-734-0378. And my website is eichmannlawgroup.com. So they can go there and you can 
from there, get an email address and um, reach us through that one. Okay. Okay. Everybody, here is Karen Eichmann. You know how to get in touch with her. You know, you know what she can do for you. So if you need someone who can help you with your state planning, please keep Karen in mind. And Karen, thank you so much for being a guest of mine today. I really enjoyed talking to you. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to the Legacy Leaders Podcast with Katie Beth Hand and Stan Miller. For more information on them and the show, please visit PinnacleLegacyLaw.com. If you like what you've learned today, do share the program with your friends and subscribe wherever podcasts are found.